Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bariatric Couples Podcast. This is Mike. Hey, guys. This is Ashley. How are you today? Me? Yeah, you. Oh, sorry. Uh, I went, had a good workout today. You did? What'd you do? Whatever my trainer told me to do. Well, who's your trainer? You. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. What did we do? We did arms? Yeah, we did arms today. But more importantly, we're gonna, like, let's talk about the weather. Yeah. Okay. Like, yesterday was freaking amazing. So, y'all, we're from Michigan, and yesterday we were the highest at, like, I think the truck said, like, 72 degrees yesterday. When I went out and about and wandered, everybody was in a great mood. The car wash line was, like, backed up to the main street. Everybody was vacuuming out their cars. They had tank tops on shorts just good spirits like nobody was in a bad mood yesterday yeah now what about today then you wake up today on this fabulous wednesday and there's this white stuff all over the place it's coming down from the sky the ground is covered and some people may have to plow we 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 salted we have a a company that we mow and plow and salt and we had a salt so we go from 72 degrees to literally salting within like 12 hours yeah so that's lovely michigan weather but the four seasons are beautiful oh can you hear the drain going can you oh yeah can y'all hear the drain <laughs> the dishwasher <laughs> you gotta love a dishwasher <laughs> we just wing it right that's what we do yes so, I guess, what do we have planned for this week? Anything? Today's Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Home day. Yep. Uh, let's see. We have volleyball this weekend for our daughter, and we have hockey for our son. And our college kid is leaving for his college spring break. It will be his first one. Yes. Because he didn't go on one last year as a sophomore. He gets to go to Florida. That should be fun. Yep. I'm a little jealous, though. I am, too. Like, I really want the one. From yesterday's weather to this weather, I'm kind of just like, I'm a little cranky today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Makes you want to leave town. Your Sorry. spirits aren't as good. I'm sipping on my coffee while I'm trying to talk. That's fine, I guess. Okay. This is us, remember? Yep. Full, raw, unfiltered, no editing. Material. That's <laughs> what we want to. <laughs> All right. So let's. Last episode, we talked about uh, leading up to surgery and that. Oh, yeah. What if we talk about when we got home? Oh. The first few days when we got home. Hmm. Remember those? Yeah. It was awful. It, it was. was. Absolutely. So I think we were one night in the hospital. Correct. I probably should have stayed two nights, but everybody never wants to have an extra stay in the hospital. It was just brutal. It was to the point where like we like really, really wanted to just shoot each other and just end life because it was so bad. Remember that? I do. It was bad. It was like no energy. Like you couldn't even eat like a medicine cup. You couldn't even you couldn't even have like three ounces of like shake or water. And I had my refluxes fixed. So my whole like journey of like recovery was a little bit longer than yours, but we had surgery what Thursday, but you went to work on Monday. Yeah. I didn't have a choice. I don't even know how you did that. I was like 
I couldn't even move. I had no energy to smile. I had no energy to shower. I had no energy to like nothing for like a long, like at least six to eight weeks. And then it took me like three months to actually be like, okay, I got my routine, maybe. And you were about six weeks, four weeks where you were like kind of fully recovered. Yeah, but I still, I mean, my job was pretty demanding. So it took every ounce of me every day with my son and his friend to power through doing lawn care. And then you were just especially when you're not eating hardly any food and you're trying to mow in lawns and trim lawns for 10 hours a day. Right. Yeah, because your eating habits change. You didn't really like you brought I was basically starving. Shake, but how much of that do you really eat? But before that, you would either stop and grab gas station food or, you know, maybe bring something. So it was like you weren't even adjusted to like your new foods. And then here you go, like out in the field where you're more apt to just grab a fast food. And but, you literally couldn't. Like, no, because I was on a liquid diet in ways. No, I was. For a couple weeks. Yeah, so that was rough. Yeah. That was rough. Probably the most challengingest time was, I would say, after surgery up until, I mean, I'll, I'll just say like eight weeks for me. Yeah. Was when you, the worst part of the journey. Once you get back to eating regular food, then you feel more normal. I think a lot of that is is, is you don't feel normal. So you're like, what's going on? What? And it, it's just your mind is is in different places, and yeah. you you gotta just learn to stay focused and know it it does get better. It will get better. Yeah, it's like your body has to adjust to the calories that you're limiting to, and then just your stomach, like anything that hits your stomach, it's just like, ugh. But I, but you couldn't drink too much. So where I drink like the tomato juice and that, where it was thin, where I could. I could drink way more than you could right from the get-go. And I always have been able to drink just a lot of fluids. Yeah. Still, as long as I don't eat with it, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still kind of like that. So it's just a battle, you know, and you, you learn. As time goes on, you learn what you can and can't do. And you just create better habits, you know, learn from your mistakes. Um, I did eat a piece of steak once. Remember that? Oh, you literally, I like had to bring you to like the emergency room. Like you, it was the smallest piece of steak and you would have thought like nothing would have happened. And I, I tried pushing the envelope Ugh. and I literally thought I was going to die. You still struggle with steak. I do. I have a hard time with steak. Yeah. No, that was probably like the worst thing that you could have tried to like, not follow the diet and like squeeze it in and hope for the best. Like steak was like the worst option for you. Yeah. I still eat it, of course, but should we confess what we blended up? Oh goodness. (laughs) All right. Yeah, we better. Well, we had to explain what it is though. Okay. So there's a local Mexican restaurant that everybody just loves and we'll, we'll come out to our small town to to eat this Mexican uh, food. And, you know, we didn't get big for, for no reason, right? You just love food and the quantities. So there's this uh, huge burrito that they call Big Nasty at our lo- local Mexican restaurant. And we decided it had, what, chicken, steak? I don't know if we got the steak. Oh, yeah, we had all. Beans, no, it did. rice, the enchilada sauce, the cheese, like the 
It's basically tortilla. it's basically it's a just a garbage can of of Mexican food, and it's freaking amazing. Burrito. It's we, a, my absolute fa- one of my favorite things to eat. Yes, and we, you were kind of worried in the beginning, like, am I going to be able to even eat all that? You know, so we were geniuses, and we're like, well, liquid diet, you know, getting them like a chunkier diet in ways, like thicker, not just like soups and broths, and you know. We did not. I mean, we did. Okay, I'll admit it. We did put this wet burrito <laughs> in the blender. It came out looking like a frosty, chocolate frosty. Like, it was awful looking. I don't even know how. So, we tasted it. it tasted just like a damn wet burrito, y'all. It tasted just like the big old big nasty. But, but man. We did not even eat a big nasty till this day because of that. No, that definitely ruined me. But it I mean, it ruined it that we couldn't eat it again just because of it blended up. But it, we were so desperate to have texture, to have taste, you know, because you're eating chicken broth, beef broth, tomato soup. Oh, for sure. Like, just, you get sick of it because you have to do that prior to surgery and then you do it after surgery. And I mean, I get the reasonings why, but... It, for me, it was just difficult. So, I mean, it was a good idea at the time. I'm not going to lie. Like, we were geniuses, but. Oh, for sure. You're always was, pushing the envelope. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it wasn't It was even really that chunky either. It was pretty blended up pretty well. Yeah. And then we never blended up anything after that just because it was just so weird. It ruined us. It did. So, we, yeah, we just found stuff. So we was, ate a lot of Wendy's chili yes. when we got to the soft stage that we were like. We kind of just put it in our mindset. We were just in survival mode and tried to eat whatever we could eat that would work. Rather, it was that was like really a fast good. food option. Yeah, like if it was really good for us or not, we really didn't have that mindset yet. Mm-hmm. It was basically just survival because you're going to lose weight no matter what. Your metabolism's through the roof just because. I mean, you're eating so much food a day, anyways. So it's like you're naturally going to lose the weight, but at some point you have to put the work in and you have to get that mindset. And the sooner you get that mindset and you start putting the work in um, and just putting yourself first. Yeah. You know? Well, back to that Wendy's chili. Remember like buying a small and you and I would like eat the chili and then have like five more meals out of a small chili. So we're like, dang, a couple bucks. We got like 20 meals. Oh, yeah. So it gets kind of, it's so weird that you just eat a couple bites. I mean, obviously, like the beans and like the ground beef was always, it's still hard for me to eat. But that was, it's just weird that your kids eat more food. Like your infant probably eats more food than you do right after surgery. Oh, for sure. I think like the, one of the most happiest things was like we can share a meal. So it's like when we go out to eat, we're cheap date. We always say, oh, cheap date. Water and one meal. So we look like we're cheap, but we are. We're okay with that. Yeah. So, I mean, we'd go out to eat and eat for what? 20 bucks, 25? I mean, obviously everything's expensive nowadays. But, I mean, we try to eat healthier food in general now. Yeah. Our favorite, if we do go out to eat, because that is what we used to love. We love just connecting when it comes to food. We go to Applebee's and order the grilled chicken with the garlic green beans and the broccoli. And then we get like a little side of like the chicken Alfredo sauce and dip it. And we share that. And we usually have extra um, leftover from that too. And you figure we're four years out. So that's like 13, 15 bucks plus two waters. And that's our treat when we go out. 
even though I failed and got Taco Bell yesterday. Ugh. I can't help it sometimes. Oh, I know. That nasty cut up chicken, like that quesadilla sauce. I can't have that quesadilla sauce anywhere. And I don't do good with spicy foods, but I was happy in the mood, shopping, window shopping yesterday. And I was like, Taco Bell's calling my name. And then I felt like crap afterwards, but I still go for it. Oh, for sure. That's my junkie. I'm a I'm a Taco Bell junkie. If oh, tr- if, if it's fast treat. food, if it's fast food, trash food, which which what we say is Taco Bell. But for sure, the best quesadillas, y'all, is Nashville. There's this little. Um, this is what we need. We need we need the business to come here local. It's on the corner. Mexican trailer there. So I don't know what's called, but it, they have amazing salsa. Oh, it's so good. We like to go to Nashville just for that quesadilla. And dancing and having fun, too, but... For sure. Living our best life. That's what we're trying to do. So I just learned we talked a lot about Mexican food, so I think that's our favorite uh, foods is Mexican food. Could be. It's just so easy. Like fajitas, you know, quesadillas, tacos, burritos. Yeah, I could eat Mexican food every day. You could. I you could. used to want tacos like four times a week, and I would get sick of tacos. So now you switch to like turkey burger. We, well, we love turkey burgers, but when it comes to taco meat, ground beef has just been kind of hard for us. And so we tried the turkey burger uh, ground, and our kids seem to be fine with that. Yeah. We kind of try to trick them nowadays. We don't try to tell them what we make stuff out of sometimes. That way they just know they're eating a better option. Yeah. Tell me y'all got a picky eater or is it, or is it just, I mean, it's our daughter that's a picky eater. Oh yeah. He's just kind of whatever. He'll try things. Like he wanted cod yesterday. So we made him cod and he tried it. Our daughter will like leave the house. She won't even want to smell it. Yeah, and she, it's just, she's she, always been the picky one. She just wants mashed potatoes, I swear. And Doritos and Cheetos. Cereal. More cereal. She's she's a cupboard junkie. What about Takis? She hasn't really been into Takis. Like, that's not even, like, like you can't even call that food. Let's pull up a video. I want to see how they're made. Uh, no, I don't and even then need we, to know. And if it's, like, good educational, then we'll share it with the kids. They probably already know. They probably don't care. Oh, I can only imagine what's in there. Probably you're probably eating paint. Yeah. You know, those things are gross. So I'm buying my kids bagged up paint. Probably. There's probably some kind of ingredient in there you don't want. What am I eating when I go to Taco Bell? Mystery meat? Yeah, that's what I yeah, call it mystery meat. You don't know what you're getting. What am I eating when I buy those organic like carrots or the, you know, those are but, mystery vegetables because you don't really know if they're organic or not. You're just hoping they are if you do it. Right. Gosh, that's a whole, like... Oh, yeah, there's a whole... I mean, you could go on and on about that stuff. We should just build a garden. For sure. Get started on the garden. We have our, our son who's 11. He wants to be a farmer when he's older. Die hard. And we talk about this for several years to start a garden because we just eat so much vegetables. Where back in the day, we would, like... We would buy vegetables and they would go moldy, you know, but now we literally like need fresh vegetables. How about when we wouldn't even go in the produce section? <laughs> like we went down every aisle and right past the produce and to the checkout. 
<laughs> okay, so when we go into all these, I'm kind of like that. The first thing you go into is like your produce and your fruit, right? And then it's the junk afterwards, like your donuts, your breads, and your chips. And a part of me just wants to wheel right on by because I really don't like their produce at Aldi's. Sometimes you can get lucky, but like Sam's Club, we also go and, and get our produce there and they've been kind of moldy lately. So I just feel like that's no excuse not to get them. But in my mind, I'm just thinking junk aisle, like maybe because I can't buy them. Like I'll, I'll still dig into like Doritos and stuff lately. I have it, but it's like I have to still buy them for like for my kids because I can't eat them. So maybe that's like a whole deeper level for me. Well, it's like is, I have but to you put want in the car. you want your kids to be kids. Be kids, you know. I mean, you can't change them. They'll change on their own if they want to. Yeah. But they see us happier. Yeah. And definitely feel more confident. So I'm our oldest son. He eats a lot healthier now than what he did before, and he realizes the difference. Yeah, we're gonna have him on here for a guest speaker one time. He's he's a, just an amazing kid. Yes, he is. He's, he's truly a, a blessing, a blessing to us. He and checks in on us more than we check in on him. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> yes, but we're all on this journey, and we're all pushing each other, and hopefully someday, who knows where it'll end up. We just inspire each other. Like we have our ups and our downs. We've been through multiple rounds of potentially splitting up. We've had rounds of maybe moving out of state, moving out of our small town, you know, giving up on our, our business. And I quit my job, my my main job several years ago to like join our, our self-employment, our, our, our small business. And we just kind of keep changing things up because we always need something new and exciting and <laughs> I think with the weight loss surgery has really amplified what we really want in life, whether, you know, it changed so much physically and mentally that it's like, when you have a low, I have to pick you up or vice versa, you know? Yeah. And it's been awful. It's been hard, very, very hard. I don't remember going through all these tough times back when we were fatter, unhealthy. I don't know what you want to call. I know that's not my favorite word, but I can't help but to say it, but I, like, I just can't get over how much change comes after you lose the weight and you keep it off and you build a little bit of confidence. Like your mind is just like, what were we just so numb to everything? Like we were in survival mode and now it's like, we're trying to pick up the pieces that we lost like 15 years ago for 20 years. It was survival mode. Oh, for sure. Like you just, you go to work and you eat and your kids sports, you go to work, you eat and kids sports. And it's like, you never really focus on yourself and props to all y'all that, that are super healthy and can find time in the gym and, and never battled obesity or addiction with food or sweets or, or soda or whatever. But it is, I can't, I don't even have words on how life changing it has been from the time we like the growing that we are still succeeding at, I guess. I don't even know my words. You're we're we're growing as people. Yeah, it's like you're finding yourself and you're finding your kids. Like you just You're finding out who you wanna be. Right. But then you think like, damn, we should have found this out years ago. I mean I was a teen mom. I was seventeen, almost eighteen. 
uh, Mike chimed in and, and, and definitely was the best stepdad uh, that, you know, our son could have had at 17 and 18. Um, so it's like, you feel bad that you weren't able to give everything you get. We gave everything to our kids, but looking back, you were like, Oh no, we really didn't. We did for what we had, but if we were who we are now fit and healthy and confident back then, it's like you could give them so much more. Oh, for sure. It's like we got to make up for. We basically got a new chance at life. 100%. That's what you look, we look at it. They're on this journey with us. That, and I think we took the time to think of like what we want as parents. I guess as far as like, you know, me and Ashley, we were high school sweethearts. Um, like she said, we've been up and down. We've been down the divorce road many times. Counseling, Perfect. couples counseling. We've done it all. Individual counseling. Um, and trying to actually make this work. You know, we we love each other dearly. She's my one and only. Mm-hmm. She's one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. And I truly wouldn't have what I have if it wasn't for this woman and me sacrificing um, when I was a child, I guess you would say 18 to be a dad. I just jumped right in. I didn't even think twice about it. I didn't care that he wasn't mine. I just knew he was mine and he'll always be mine. Yeah. And um, he knows I love him with more than anything in this world yeah all of them all three of them and her you i guess yeah i mean that's just straight out of that's the trauma that we were living right out of high school so it's like we never had the time to focus in my family my parents weren't super fit my dad would go on jogs and stuff here and there and i would join them and then my mom had the weight loss surgery um not the sleeve which one is it the bypass. Yeah. I can't say that. So I always say bypass. And um, she lost a lot of weight and then like gained it back. But like she wasn't athletic. I wasn't considered athletic. And then you were athletic. I mean, you were athletic like growing up. Like I was like maybe in like elementaries, but then I stopped in like middle school. I played tennis, I want to say freshman year. And like that was it. I felt like I was too fat. I had, I was bigger chested. I was like, I'm not an athlete. I did play softball in like little league. And then, so I didn't have anything to keep me busy, but like TV and like food and all that stuff. And same for you. So it's like, we couldn't push each other to be athletic. I didn't know what it was like to go to the gym. I just knew what it was like to be 17, changing diapers, survival. Like, how am I going to put food on the table? Um, How am I going to get diapers to change my baby clothes? And then you kind of stepped on that wagon too. Like, okay, I need to help provide for this child. And that was our life. It was us. First world. Yeah. Surviving the basics at, you know, 18, 19. And we never really stopped. All of our kids are like four years apart. So we had time to get ourselves together. I ended up getting my bachelor's degree when Tegan was born. Or so that was probably around 2012. 
right? Yeah, because I was delivering him in the hospital and I had final papers. Yeah. So that was in 2012. I ended up getting my bachelor's degree. So a lot of people were like, oh, you're a teen pregnant and you have a son and oh, he's going to be addicted to drugs and you're not going to go to college and you won't be successful and you're going to live on welfare. And I was like, what? And so that's what challenged me and motivated me is not being one of those statistics. Yeah, that was really hard for me. It is a hard word. Statistics. Statistics. I'm sorry. I can't really speak much. That's a whole nother conversation. And so that was just the survival mode of that. And then it's like, you think we get it together because we bought a house. We got married in what, 2007? Yeah. Got a house. And then that went to disaster. That was survival mode for several years. Then you got in a motorcycle accident. That was survival. Then we had, you know, multiple babies. We were homeless at some points. We, gosh, like if we went through all that. Oh, yeah. I know we went through why a we battle. Just, no wonder why we just focused on food because we could control that. I could control what I'm eating and what I'm purchasing. Oh, for sure. And all the bad foods are the cheapest foods, right? And so yep. it's like we just gave everything. That the only thing I gave myself was bad eating habits and finding excuses not to go to the gym or to go take a walk or play with the kids on the field or that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we kind of like. And you lived that for so long. Oh, know? for sure. And we kind of, you know, when this all happened and stuff, we started realizing like, all right, well. We want to be around for a long time. <laughs> we got grandkids and stuff we're hoping to see and play with and teach them. And uh, that motivates us. I know if it motivates us, it'll motivate our kids. And then, you know, they'll teach their kids to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, people think sugar is not a drug. I, on the other hand, think it is one of the most deadliest drugs there is. Yeah, I think it leads to a lot of health issues, and the addiction of it is just crazy. It is. I mean, a good example of that is, like, I was drinking um, Diet Pepsi yesterday, because that's when I went a little treat. I was like, Diet Pepsi is my thing, which they say it's okay, too, and I can drink it in moderation. But I, ever since I drank the Diet Pepsi yesterday, I'm, I woke up craving sweets today. So it's like, I have to know, like, a little sip little bit of this but then you have to really stick to it i didn't have that self-control back in the day at all it was like i deserve this chocolate i deserve this candy bar i deserve this donut or two oh yeah i you know i use i deserve this whole pack of oreos yeah i use my kids as an excuse oh you kids want oreos yep you know oh yeah we were just going right down the same road and teaching them all those bad stuff so now it's trying to reverse that role yeah and not doing it every day all day like from the time i wake up till the time like i don't i feel guilty in ways that i binged a little bit yesterday but it does remind me of like how my body's feeling today i didn't want to go to the gym this morning i was a little bit slower you know i get that i'm the same way when i you know i give up alcohol for what like six weeks or so because I was yeah. on a journey of potentially bodybuilding, but that's a whole nother story. But so I gave up alcohol for a little bit and you just, you do feel better. And then we had some cocktails over the weekend and it was like the next day I'm like, what, why do I do this? Yep. I mean, it's fun and all, but I think just learning to have fun without the drinking, but I, I mean, we don't drink a whole lot. So we drink like a couple 
like Trulies or High Noons or something like that where your calorie count is low and you can still have a drink in your hand and still have fun. But we're trying to learn that you don't necessarily need that to hang out with people or or go have fun and yeah. do that. So every day is a learning. So we're trying to learn to just be ourselves and, you know, the right people will mm-hmm. gravitate towards you, find you and want to learn from you and learn from the trauma and not use your trauma as an excuse. You either can dwell yes. on think about it or you can move on. You don't have to forget about it, but you have to move on from it and know that you deserve better. Oh yeah. And you just keep pushing yourself. Yeah. And you push on other people. I know Mike pushes me a lot. Sometimes he pushes me to the point where I'm like, stop. I hear it. But I probably do need to hear it if I feel that. And I push him too. But he's a little bit harder on me than I am on him. But maybe that's just... That's just my mentality, maybe. You were pushing me at the gym this morning, though. I was. I was doing like... Push you right off the thing, the bench. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should have had an injury. Then I would have had a really good excuse for not going to the gym. (laughs) I would have gone crazy. No, because what are we... We were bench... Was that called bench pressing? Shoot, I don't even know. In the the first one we did? Oh, yeah. It was bench pressing. So I... I started out at like literally just the bar and like five on each side. Yep. That's how that's a girl math. So sorry, but it's girl math five on each side. And then I got to tens and then now I'm at 20 on each side. And then yep. today I finally did 25 on each side. I was like, but I could only do like six reps. Yeah. And with twenties, I was doing like eight to 10, but you were pushing me. I thought I was going to come down and Clyde right on my face and my chest and I'd have to bring the ambulance there and transport me somewhere. But I did it. I was surprised myself and I felt it burn more than, you know, so I need that. When I think I hit my max, like you pushed me to go one more level and that's the one level that I need. Oh yeah. Cause like my progress will be way slower if I don't push myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So tomorrow you will push me even harder to stay at that 25 or move up a, a couple pounds or something and yeah it depends on what we're doing because we have to do something different well i know but it's just in general like no matter what we're doing well i know but you gotta let your arms what's rest. your did i already ask you this what's your favorite like workout like when you walk in the gym and you're like oh it's glutes today or leg day like what is your favorite one to do uh probably like chest yeah you like to Arms. move around with your chest, like shoulders, and that. I don't know. You just. I really just like doing my glutes, legs. Honestly, I just love going there, so it doesn't really matter what I'm doing. I mean, leg day's obviously the worst. Everybody, a lot of people will contend that leg day sucks, but. And I you... like leg days because I got big old thighs. I have a lot of saggy skin. So I guess, like, I try to embrace leg day more, just so I know it makes it easier. So we should do like lay days on like Mondays. That's what I'm supposed to do on Mondays, I think. But that's kind of hard. Mondays, you got to get into the gym. Yeah, because then you think. See, that's why I always liked that app too. Because I didn't, I didn't think about it. I just pulled it up when I got there. I was like, well, guess I'm doing legs today. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, this will be great. I can't wait to go to the gym tomorrow because I feel like this weather is just getting to my head, and we're not we're working out. It you kind of can just release all that. Oh, yeah. Eat healthy today. Drink healthy today. Be in good spirits. I know that March 
is almost here. Yes, March. March is, is like where the flip switch in Michigan, where you see the sun more. Yes. And you just automatically start feeling better, just soaking it up, and know that summer's coming and all the fun that we'll have. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, that's a great ending, I think, to this podcast. We talked a lot about a lot of personal stuff and just growth over the years. And um, we're looking forward to still inspiring everybody. And even if it's one person, that's what we're doing. Yep. So like us on Facebook, share us, all of it. Anything will help. Um, we'll take the good comments, the bad comments, the recommendations, send us an email or comment or a message and give us some ideas. Or if you have questions, we would love to try to answer them and kind of work with you. So, and as always, this podcast is sponsored by Mr. J's long care and snow <laughs> removal. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. We're going to have to get that sign that we do have and we'll just put it like behind us. There you go. Or maybe Mr. J's Lawn Care and Snow Removal could sponsor us to the point where we have our own podcasting area within the house. Cool. Doing it at our dinner table right now. Which we're working with what we got. Yes. We get to face each other and chit chat about life and and uh that's nothing more that we really want right now than that, I guess. So it works. Well, you guys have a fabulous day. Fabulous. Fabulous. So that was like tempting and like fabulous all at it once. Was. That's like a whole new word. Oh. That could, we should ask our teenagers if that's even a word because you know how they come up with all these. I'm still trying to find out what Riz means, by the way. Yes. Riz. Like this slang crap that they use at school is just so weird. Yeah. So if you know what Riz means, please let us know. Like in and if you let us know, like let us know in like our language, like not like more slang words, you know? Yeah, because they won't explain it. They said it's hard to explain. I said, Well, if you can't explain it, then I'm just gonna make it up whatever I want it to mean. Yeah. So like if we're walking around saying, Oh, you got Riz or you Riz or something, like they look at us like we're crazy, but we're just like slaying these words <laughs> <laughs> we are we are embarrassing oh, parents gosh. apparently but that means we're doing our, our job but y'all have a safe and, yes. and beautiful day whether it's snowing where you're at or sunshine or you're on the beach or at work uh, make the best of your day yes Take stay on task stay on task and keep going push forward see ya <laughs>